Hi, coaches. Back with you at the Pound the Rock podcast. We're here with Coach Dan Miller from Latorno University, and we're talking to him now, second part of our three-part series about uh, you know building that program at Letourneau after he was finished at uh, KD7 Lakes, now uh, starting his program. What was uh, what was the first thing you did? What was the first uh, order of business when you took over at Letourneau, and uh, and what did you do to get started? Uh, you know, getting your staff. Was it getting players? Was it laying a foundation? Why don't you just walk us through what you did to start your program? Right. You know, um, the first thing, as far as I did, you know, was was to evaluate the current roster. Um, and you know, I had taken over a program that was a little down at the time, just you know, in terms of wins losses. Um, so, you know, we evaluated our current roster. Um, and I was hired late. You know, I, I officially didn't come on board until the summer of 2014. So, you know, we didn't get a, a, a recruiting class that year necessarily. We kind of considered our first recruiting class that next year. Um, but so we, we kind of had the team in place. Um, it was uh, another thing was to, to find my assistant coach. Um, and I talked about that in the previous segment. But, you know, uh, I reached out to a lot of friends. Uh, who are were head college coaches, uh, different levels. If they they had anybody, anyone on their staff, a GA, and I was fortunate uh, to get James Wallace, who was a, a assistant. At, he was a GA at the time, just finishing up at Southwest Minnesota State. Um, you know, and and we met a lot to make sure our philosophies aligned, and um, and then and then from there, it's just building relationship with our players. Now that first year, you know, was was a struggle. You know, I, I went from. You know, Seven Lakes, where we had great success. Uh, I think, you know, I, I don't know, the year before we won 28, 29 games. Before that, we won, I think we had maybe three or four years where we won at least over 30. And the first year here, we won five games. Um, you know, we went 5-20 and 20 my first year at the tournament. And uh, that that really challenged. I, I, I never had, you know, been a part of something like that. And, and to be the leader of a group that, that didn't have that success was really tough. And it challenged me, you know, um, and it was a time in my life where I was really, you know, I, I had to find, a, a, you know, what I was made of. And, you know, all those things you, you preach to, to your players, you know, when, when you're down, it's, always, it's about getting back up. And, you know, that was, that was the, the year. But at the same time, throughout that entire first year, we were recruiting. And we were recruiting extremely hard. We knew that the guys that would take us to where we want to go weren't on our team that first year. Um, I mean that in no disrespect. It's just we, you know, as a, as a college coach, it's important you bring in your guys, your recruits. So, you know, we were really trying to, to land players uh, that we thought aligned with our, uh, you know, what we wanted to do. So, you know, I was fortunate. I got actually got three of our guys from Seven Lakes who had played for me. It was, it was unique. You know, I got Jeff Martin uh, at, the, at the time. Um, he walked on at Murray State, and then um, that that year, that spring, he, he, he put in his transfer papers, and um, we were able to contact him after that. Uh, Alec Kohoff was a great shooter for us at Seven Lakes. Um, he transferred in here. He wasn't playing. He just went to, to Texas State just to be a student, but I knew he could play. Uh, he had many offers, D3, D2 coming out of uh, high school, and then Eric Roberson transferred in here. But then we reached out to, to just – Good programs, you know, Strake Jesuit in Houston, Lake Travis, um, uh, Louisville. You know, we were able to to really bring in what we thought was was a class of kids from 
winning programs. Uh, so that next year we jumped uh, from five wins to 12 wins in year two. Uh, we had a, a winning record in the ASC. We were 8-7. We made the conference tournament for the fourth time in school history. Uh, that 12 wins was really close to being, you know, something special. We lost a lot of games early that year. Uh, you know, I think we might have started, you know, uh, maybe one and five uh, in that second year, but we, we were close. We lost, you know, some close games. So you could just feel it turning. Uh, and then we got on a roll towards the end of that year. Uh, we, we finished with, with 12 wins. And then that, that third year, which was last year, you know, is when we really took it over over the home. So it, it is a process. You know, your coaches talk about all that time, uh, being, or all the time being a process, and it truly is. Uh, so I was um, really proud of our, our guys, our players, uh, our other coaches of just going from where we started to, to where we uh, were last year, where we won 22 games. We, we were 22-6. and six. I think we broke, um, you know, almost every school record, just to be honest with you, last year. And we feel we have a team in place now to sustain that. So it's not about a season. Uh, it's always been about a program. And to build that program is a true process. That first year when you won five games, uh, did you second-guess yourself? And did it make you a better coach? Man, there, there's no doubt on both of those questions. A yes and a, and a strong yes. <laughs> um, you know, uh, there, were, there were times, you know, that year, you know, it, it, and, and you never want to make excuses. I'm not an excuse maker. It is what it is. You know, I'm not going to say this or that. We just we didn't get it done. And you know, there was there was were times that you know I second guessed you know the decision. You know, to, to did I make the right decision um, to leave a program like Seven Lakes to come here? But but I also I always trust the God. You know, you trust God's plan. And I just felt I just felt that you know we we get this turnaround. We, we would get this turnaround, and, you know, my athletic director, you know, I, I asked her after, you know, pretty much uh, maybe our first first meeting or first practice, you know, can I do this my way? And really, I did it in the interview also, you know, and she, she assured me I could. So, you know, that year there were a lot of, I'll be honest with you, a lot of players we ran off. We went from a big team to a small team because we wanted everyone to be on board with what we were doing. And after that first year, we only returned five guys. And we brought in um, 15. And, um, you know, that's what it was all about. And, you know, um, and then the second second part, uh, you know, of that, just, you know, just just believing in your in yourself sometimes takes people around you. And, you know, I'm, I'm blessed to have just a great wife who's just always been, you know, since the day she met me, she knew I, I, I'm a basketball coach. And, you know, we've been together now, I mean, 20, 23 years, I think, 22 years. Uh, you know, and um, she's just so supportive, and, and, and she was a big part of that, too. And then, as well as just everybody here, you know, we, we knew we were going to get it. So, last year, when we did clinch up the ASC East, when we did get that 20th win, when we did get to the conference championship game, you know, it even felt a little more special, I'll be honest with you, than I thought it would, knowing where we came from just a couple of years earlier. Yeah. Now, uh, you mentioned earlier in, the, in a previous podcast uh, the idea of togetherness and, and toughness. Is mm-hmm. that, are those the same pillars that you built your college program on that you did at Seven Lakes? Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, we, we talk about toughness all the time. Uh, we have something here that, that we say all in, which really encompasses the togetherness. You know, we, we need everybody all in. Uh, you know, we talk about roles all the time. Something I tell our guys, and I tell them in the recruiting process, 
is, you know, you, you don't have to be the star, uh, but you need a star in your role. Uh, your role might be to be on the floor 30 minutes. It might be you, you don't get into games, but you, you need to, to bring energy on game night and, and cheer your teammates on. And if your number's called for one minute, two minutes, three minutes, uh, go be great during that time. That's your role. You need to star in it. In practice, we want to have the best practices in America every single practice. So, yeah, we, we do bring those two things. Um, you know, our four core principles are, defend, are to defend with passion, uh, rebound with toughness, value the ball, and then have a ball movement culture. And, you know, we preach that to our guys all the time, um, you know, and I'm, I'm real proud of what, we, what we're able to do actually with our ball movement culture, you know, um, just, just seeing the way our guys move the ball, you know, yesterday, you know, uh, just watching our open gyms, you know, and, and seeing how that ball is constantly moving um, is just, you know, a credit to our guys. So, yeah, we, we definitely brought the toughness, togetherness, uh, over um, and you know take that next step. You know this year we're, we're excited about defending better. Uh, we we've improved uh, the way we defend, uh, but now I think to get to the national tournament, which is our goal, uh, we need to defend at a higher level, and, and we're excited about getting to work October fifteenth on that. Uh, you, you mentioned also your your motion offense a little bit. Why don't you talk a little bit about that and how that's also a uh, benefit in recruiting to the style of play that you do offensively, and then maybe just give us some pointers uh, in regards to coaches who, who like motion offense and would want to uh, implement one or two uh, basic things that maybe would translate to their teams. Right. Um, yeah, so offensively, you know, the, the last two years, you know, we, we ran a motion offense, and I ran one at Seven Lakes. Um, but we've we've taken it to a, you know a different level I think here uh, we studied extremely hard after our first year you know I wanted to have an offense that really allowed our guys to play to their strengths um, an offense that our players would want to play in um, and frankly an offense that's really hard to guard so um, we studied a lot of programs I, I I put a lot of time in watching and I really ended up zeroing in a lot on Notre Dame yeah. Uh, and I love, love, love what Coach Bray does. Uh, I was able to just watch practices, watch it, study their uh, films, and, and really break them down. Um, we added our own little wrinkle, uh, which, you know, we have what we call Spurs passing, that extra pass in there, which we stress a lot. I think if you, you watch us play, you see a lot of times where guys have good looks and it, you know, ends up good to great. Yeah. So put our own little wrinkle in there. Uh, but our motion is, a, is what we call an open motion. Um, we don't have, uh, we don't, you know, I try not to joystick our guys and, you know, you have to, you have to go here, you have to go there, you have to go there. Uh, our motion offense is built off concepts, uh, it's built off spacing, um, it's built off cutting hard. Um, we want to obviously high percentage inside shots and rhythm threes. Uh, we, we do, you know, we're not the Houston Rockets where we say, you know, no, no 15 foot shots or anything. You know, they have to be either layups or threes, but, you know, I will say a large amount of our shots are either at the rim, in the paint, uh, or rhythm threes. Um, and, you know, we, we just really, really uh, put an emphasis on sharing the basketball. Um, so we have different ways that we teach that kind of systematically uh, and build that up uh, into getting our guys to play with that, that free style, knowing that they're free, but they're still within 
the structure of those concepts. Yeah, that's that's great that you mentioned Notre Dame because I love what Coach Bray does as well as far as building his offense. They're two on zero, three on zero, four on yep. zero, five on zero, and then they play yep. they play a lot of three on three. Do you guys do a lot of three on three? Man, that's it, exactly what you said is 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 similar to our practice. So if you come watch our practices, you know we we do something first. Uh, we have our first session, which is uh, you know after of course they do their stretching it and you know, uh, movement drills, but then we, then we start with what's called our B-solid drills. Uh, one statistic that I'm very proud of, two years ago, uh, I think we finished seventh in the nation in assist-to-turnover ratio, uh, our second year here, and then last year, our third year here, we were first in the nation uh, in NCAA Division Three in assist-to-turnover ratio. So we, we take pride in, in, in taking care of the ball, you know, valuing the ball, being sure with the basketball. So uh, we start all our practices uh, off with what we call B-solid drills. Um, you know, we just yell it out. Echo calls are big here, a lot of energy. You know, B-solid, our guys will yell B-solid. They know right where to go. We're on the baseline doing baseline drills. Uh, we have different We have drills uh, in our B-solid package that we'll choose from that day. So we might do spurs passing, three-lane passing, you know, um, different ones that we'll do. Uh, just to put in their head right from the start of practice that it becomes a habit to be sure with the basketball, to be sure with your footwork, to be sure with your jump stops. Um, so uh, we'll do that. Then when, we're, when we end up going into our offensive segment of practice, uh, we, we, we start building it up with two-on-zero, three-on-zero, four-on-zero. Um, we do all kinds of different things, whether it's dribble entry, uh, enter off of L-cut, V-cut, uh, into the post, you know, different calls. You know, so uh, we'll build that up. Then we love to, to do our three-on-three uh, three, uh, uh, on one side of the floor maybe. Yeah. Uh, no dribble. You know, three-on-three, yeah. three, no dribble. Uh, you know, we're always making those competitive. Four-on-four, four, no dribble. Then we'll build it up one dribble, uh, two dribble. You know, um, and, and so, you know, in our motion offense, we do score off the dribble. So, you know, we, you know, we don't want to do everything with no dribble, but it's good to start, obviously, uh, you know, taking away their dribble so they can see the cuts that are going to be there, and, and then build up to our our dribble attack. Yeah, you can't so, run a you can't run a motion offense unless your guys are good passers. And the best way yeah. to build guys, uh, you know, improving their angle to pass and guys getting open is with the no dribble. And so right. I think that's a key for for motion offense is like you said that no dribble. Because yep. because the it, it improves passing so much it improves cutting and uh, that that's kind of what motion is is founded on you know mo- most motion offenses are founded on that for sure right right yeah and we and we really stress too you're right about the passing and, and that uh, you know, our aspect of cutting is so important too you know we, we teach our guys to cut hard um, and we're always watching for it you know lazy cuts versus cutting hard. And, you know, you can find, you know, as the game goes on, you know, good teams will get those baskets, you know, whether it's a back cut, UCLA cut, uh, mm-hmm. and they find them. Um, so we, we teach our guys to move without the ball as well. You're right. Yeah. That's really good to, to hear because, uh, you know, as, as a coach, I love just and, – and every coach loves that the pretty offense, you know, an offense where the guys are moving the ball, they're sharing the ball, they're, they're cutting, they're, you know, and, you know, and a coach in the stands would just eat up. You know that type of that type of basketball. What type of what type of player are are you looking for? You know, you mentioned self starters in a previous podcast. Why don't you talk about you know the self starters, but then also maybe some uh, some of the little things also that you'd expect from a player that would play for you. Right. Uh, you know, 
what we do in recruiting here at Letourneau is, is first we try to go through the high school coaches. Um, you know, so when we identify, the first thing we do is, is we identify players. Uh, a lot of times that is in, in spring or summer, uh, you know, AAU events or, or high school shootouts that we go to. We'll be going to some here in, the, in these next several weeks. Um, once we identify, you know, uh, he can play, uh, we always are reaching out to the high school coach first, you know. Um, tell me, you know, we want to know is he a, a good good person first, you know. Uh, you know, we just, frankly, we don't want to take a jerk and put him on our basketball team because you just, you can't take the jerk out of a person, you know. It's, it's really hard. So, you know, we're, we're looking for good character uh, young men. They don't have to be perfect angels, you know, but we, but we want guys that are, are going to be coachable and good teammates and, and not make stupid decisions off the court. So uh, once they pass that checklist, the next one is be a good student, you know, because Laterno is a, a, a great university for academics, and, you know, our standards here are pretty simple, you know, uh, 3.0 in the core classes and uh, 20 ACT. So, you know, does he pass that checklist? So, you know, if they pass those two, you know, uh, then from a coach's standpoint, you know, tell me a little bit about him. Is he, you know, uh, coachable? Uh, is Can he take criticism? Can You know, when he comes off the court, does he, you know, uh, shake all his teammates' hands and cheer on his teammates, or is he pouting? So, yeah, and those are also things we're watching for when we watch them playing games, if we go to their high school games or, or, or to their, um, you know, AAU games, you know, how they come off the court. Um, so from a skill standpoint, you know, uh, Division three is interesting because, you know, we, we watch sophomores and juniors. But, you know, when you watch them and you identify really good players, if they end up being Division one, you know, you're going to lose them. So we, we still write everybody down, sophomores, juniors. You know, a lot of times we're like, we, we, we know we're going to lose that guy to uh, Division one, but, you know, maybe not, you know. So we're just, we're building big lists, uh, you know, always uh, with, with those groups. But then, you know, we really hone in on the, the seniors, um, you know, starting in the fall, uh, sometimes starting in their junior year, uh, you know, midway through their junior years when we start getting on them. And, you know, for there, we're just looking for guys. Obviously, you know, we just want the best players available, you know, uh, that, that we see. We don't necessarily, you know, pigeonhole a guy. He has to fit all these check, check boxes. It, we sure try to find our, our share of smart players, though, uh, to play in our system. You know, um, you know we, we, we want guys who are intelligent with the game, um, who, who kind of understand, you know, uh, how to play. Uh, we of course we can teach them too, but you know it helps a lot uh, when they come from winning programs, when they're well coached in high school. You know when you get guys from Sci Falls with Coach Flores, or you know Seven Lakes with Coach Heston, or you know Strength Judge with Coach Ambrose. I mean those those guys are coming in ready, you know, um, and they're going to have a good foundation, and then we can teach them, you know, what we need to teach them. So we're always looking for that. Uh, height isn't as big a thing with me, you know. Um, we're not a relatively big team. Um, you know, we got a couple, we have maybe two, six, seven guys, uh, but the rest of our, you know, fours and threes and uh, backup fives are six, four, six, five, uh, six, three, you know, just guys that can play, you know, so um, we're not uh, here. I, I, I always, you know, I'm not a guy who has to have a true, you know, one, two, three, four, and five. You know, if, if guys can play, we want to put the best five guys on the court. Now, of course, it helps if you have a ball handler out there you know, as your point guard with that group. But, um, you know, we're, we're looking for just good basketball players, unselfish basketball guys. And then, you know, a thing that separates them, we always want to get our tough guys. You know, not to say every guy we recruit 
is going to run through a wall. But, you know, I love and when we're recruiting someone, we're watching them. Do we like them? Do we not like them? And all of a sudden you see them dive on the floor for a loose ball or take a charge, you know, make that tough play. Uh, so, so that brings a lot to the team when you have guys like that on the team.